Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and it's time to hear some tea. Hi, my name is Katie. I played Cherry Chapo. Uh, and yeah, I'm ready to drink some hot tea. My name is Brandon. I played Humphrey and Chip. Well, I played Humphrey Evan After and Chip Ahoy. And it's not a parasocial relationship if it's true. We're really best friends. LMAO. Hi, I'm Tisha, and I played Edith Wins Thereafter. And can it be an herbal tea? I'm feeling delicate after that last reading challenge. Oof. <laughs> um, and hi, I am Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, and... Uh, I'm an alien superstar as well, so there you go. Mm. Get get ready for high expectations, Jonathan, because I got him. Uh, have y'all listened to Renaissance yet? No. Not yet. I need to be in the right headspace. It puts you in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. It does? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've got five hours on a train tomorrow. I was going to say, it's just, it's it's gay glory. That's what it is. It's It's amazing. God. I'm so excited. Yeah, as as um, my favorite podcast that I listened to said, um, Beyonce clearly was fucking women when she made this album. So, like, because it's gay, it's gay as hell. They couldn't edit out all the wet slapping, so you could tell she was having. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway. Speaking of wet slapping, don't you have a game for us, Jonathan? Oh, I do. I don't think it has anything to do with wet slapping. Right. That was a nice try. That I'm not interested. You <laughs> lied to us. Speaking of spitting on each other's faces and slapping. So today no. we're going to play... Um, um, so today, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just... So today we're going to play a quick little game. Um, it's called Most Likely To. So everyone, think about your character and think about the things that they have done, their little quirks, their hijinks, and this, that, and the other. And then you're going to decide uh, which one of our characters would most likely do the thing that I'm going to say. So let's begin with number one. Most Likely To set the world on fire. Cleo. Yeah, for science. For science. Clear. For real? Yeah. Yeah, you fucking sociopaths. I was thinking, no, because I was thinking um, Chip. Chip is a good answer, too, yeah. Mm. I don't think he would set the world on fire because then he wouldn't have the things that he needs. And if I set the world on fire, I wouldn't have the things that I need. But if you're doing it for science to see what happens afterwards. The world burns down. (laughs) But if you didn't know know that, there's only one way to prove it. Right. I wasn't thinking Chip, but he would do it if it started with the fairy godmother's house. I I think that Cleo's action with the dagger, like what the fuck did he think was going to happen when he (laughs) stabbed himself? You think he didn't think he was going to get hurt? Is the same reasoning as to why he would burn the fucking world down okay like yeah he's gonna get hurt but also what else happens didn't you try to burn down her house whose or no you tried to burn down your own house in the first episode for science and then we like <laughs> we stopped you yes um okay so i'll take this one on the chin <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two 
most likely to snitch on you for stealing? Ooh. Ooh, Edith. <laughs> you think Edith? I thought. Or like Cherry. I thought I would think Cherry. cherry. Yeah, Cherry. The innocence of a child. I think Edith would keep it to herself, but her mug would say something like "World Realm's Best Secret Keeper. Yes. Mm. Yes. But I could also see Humphrey, especially like in the first, especially in the first few episodes, Humphrey would just douche and say shit and like be very unaware of. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Of themselves. You would tell him a secret and that even in the when we were in the castle and someone was like. I think you whispered in my ear that we need to go downstairs to go talk about the queen. I was like, oh, everybody, we need to go talk about the queen downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The social, the, yeah, the social awareness is not there with Humphrey. With Humphrey. Yeah. So if we, if we include accidental snitching, it's Humphrey. Definitely. Yeah. So are, Humphrey. We all agree Humphrey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, most likely to do experimental drugs at the music festival. Well, that, just Chip. the word experiment in it. Chip and Cleo <laughs> together. I could see that. Chip would have it and offer it to Cleo. Cleo would be like, I chose Edith for that one. Yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. Edith as well. Oh, do Why whatever not? the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Yeah, that's because yeah. that's what I was going for. And like I feel like Edith would be like I'm in com- I'm in such command of my body like bitch a drug can't fuck with me. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Edith then, and Frankie will be there too for sure. Frankie the sausage. <laughs> what do you think, Katie? I think we could all do drugs together, and Katie. Cherry would be the trip advisor. Okay, not us in real life, Katie. Not you in real life. <laughs> no, no, no. I think all of them <laughs> would do the drugs together, and then Edith uh, Terry would be the trip advisor. Cherry would the twelve-year-old. Uh, yeah, the would most be the trip one. advisor. You could be learning something. Uh, I think I think we would allow. I think that would happen. Yeah, I think Cher- we would allow Cherry to be the trip advisor. We don't want to give a twelve-year-old drugs. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah, but then okay. So the piggyback off of that question um, was, who would have the worst experience in that experience? Humphrey. Oh, because Humphrey has fucking split personalities. Mm-hmm. Oh I think, shit! I think if they were still together, Chip would come out and it would get violent. Mm-hmm. Cleo would grow a heart. Well, and also, <laughs> also Humphrey ran away because somebody because his sister said, "Don't put ketchup on your hat, dog, you fucking heathen," and he ran all the way away <laughs> to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not my mom. <laughs> You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. And then Humphrey turned into a cookie. <laughs> yes, I feel like all the bad things happen to Humphrey because he's he's slightly emotional in in his own way. You mm-hmm. know, every time they see ketchup, they cry. Yeah. The last one is most likely to stop for ducks crossing the road. Cherry. Oh. Cherry. Yeah. yeah. Cherry. I, I feel like everybody I feel like everybody would stop except for Cleo and Chip. I think Humphrey would stop. I don't know if Cleo I mean Cleo might stop to be like, what the fuck are these? Ducks? Because I don't think ducks were introduced in our campaign at all. I don't know if they're campaign. Right, so they don't exist. Well, I mean, our first the first world we were in, it was pretty much Earth. 
Okay. Yeah, Earth, exactly the same, except no ducks. <laughs> would Cleo stop for ducks? I think that... I guess. I think that Cleo would step around the ducks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't stop. He would, just, like, hop over or just kind of make their boots shuffle. Mm-hmm. So... The ducks get kicked out of the way, but not like stepped on. Right. I think, yeah, Humphrey, uh, Humphrey, I think Cleo wouldn't stop, but definitely like maybe do a backflip over the ducks. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that I also think that it would be Cherry that would um, stop uh, for yeah. the ducks. So those are my questions. We did a great job. Comedy. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real tea time starts now. We have a list of questions. If we could all t- turn to page three hundred and seventy-four and open up the, uh, the, yes. the, the 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 questions. I. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, hey! Thank you, listeners. We have quite a few questions. I love this. We do. Yeah. Now that our cursed season has come to an end, we've received a lot of questions from our listeners about the season, our characters, and what we've learned from it. So. We're going to go over those now, and afterwards, I'm going to tell you all the secret clues that were missed in this campaign, and I'm so excited. I've been holding it in for months. I'm not excited. I mean, I feel like number one should be read by Brandon. <clears throat> Our good friend Garrett asks, how long has Brandon been holding that Chips Ahoy joke for? Which, if you guys have listened to the later episodes, Ahoy is Chips' last name. And it was edited out very kindly by Chris, but that name was not pre-planned. I was panicking when someone asked me his last name, and I was like, uh, 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 what's a, what's a cookie name? What's a joke? What's a cookie joke? Mm-hmm. And it, it was come up with on the spot. It really worked for you. And I thought it was, and I thought at the time it was hilarious. And thank yeah. you. Yeah, and very yeah, funny. Really funny. Much better than you're reading in the library. Oh, oh, I just had to bring that up. Well, you know, I'm about quantity. Which you aren't about. <laughs> you know, uh, you did it. You you tried there. Good job. I said quantity, not quality. It's supposed to be pan. <laughs> Who wants to read question? the next question? Why did you all stiff sick Naben? It does not say you all. Say it correct. Why did y'all stiff sick Naben? <laughs> that's from Brandon. We did not stiff Sicknaven. Uh, Chris just failed to put Sicknaven in the story again. I told you where to find He's him. He's also had other stuff going on. Like I, yeah. To Katie's point, I think that our our intentions were not to stiff Sicknaven. Our intentions, and we did bring it up a second time, maybe a third time. We need to bring this stuff back to Sicknaven, but we never made it back to. A mining area. Our goal, our intent was not to stiff him, but objectively, that's exactly what we did. The reason why we stiffed Sick Nabin is because Katie's character turned out to be evil and reset us before we could pay him back. (laughs) (laughs) I like where the blame is shifted. All right. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, Chris, don't worry. I'm still coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us made a promise to Sick Nabin. I didn't want to do that. Uh, Edith did. And and so did Cleo. Cleo was like, we have to, we have to earn, honor it, even though <laughs> I destroyed uh, the steel from him. Oh, no. What the fuck was that? I don't know. 
I'm so sorry. Americans, Americans not understanding the difference between Australian and English. <laughs> I really can't do Australian or New Zealand. I was tired, exhausted, and I saw something in the name of science. I was not in my right mind, and that does not count. What does count is the fact that you tried to eat the fucking fairy godmother's fucking home. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you go vote red? What's good, Miley? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. To throw my mind back for that reference. <laughs> um, can someone read the next question? Yes. So... Is Sick Nabin named after anyone, or does anyone know who he is named after? And that's from Brandon again. Chris, that's all you, boo. I know only because I looked it up when I was given the NPC name. But I would bet so much money none of you know who this is. Oh, I don't. Dick. Dick. Cheney. Rick. Rick. Rick Roar. Rick Roll. Yeah, it is Rick Roll. That's it. I think it's named after the Alabama coach, Nick Saban. And it's the first letter of the names switched. Uh, Did he okay. talk in cursive? He, no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any of him speaking. I was, that was a, he was a coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Roll Tide. Yeah. And since Brandon is from Alabama, I think that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. So yeah, that's who it's named after. Christian asked us, uh, when will you all get together IRL and where? It's something that we've at least been talking about. I know we want to do it next year, so 2023 is the year. We're going to meet at a convention. We're not quite mm-hmm. sure which one yet, but we've been looking into it, and I think we have a short list right now. Y'all can just come to my house. Yeah, I was thinking that too. We could always do like a rgrp con like for no reason and just put it you know eight months out and say we're all hanging out at jonathan's not necessarily at jonathan's but it's in houston you know or even if we do tampa and they can just meet us out at the bars y'all ain't coming to my house no well i'll give you jonathan's address not necessarily the (laughs) bars but like a a game Game, or a game room store area? or bar, we have yeah, jo- anything. Oh, absolutely. We have joysticks and coral sword. Oh my god! And we could rent out a room, mm-hmm. like a baby shower. It's like a baby shower, but it's RGRP. We could always just do that, so, as yeah. as we've noticed that our convention things haven't worked out yet. Um, I made that list. Y'all didn't respond to it at all, but. Can you resend it? I must have missed it. Okay, I will. Because you definitely, you definitely, like, it showed that, like, everyone had read it, and you just didn't say anything. Right. Well, I'm going to ignore it this time, too, but I want to feel like I'm... I just don't understand why y'all fucking hate me. <laughs> well, you <know>, probably. No. <laughs> we, okay. Uh, so, to, to answer the question, we're going to be in real life next year. The when is still being decided, and the where is still being decided, <gasps> we but... We should do a white elephant. Why gotta be white? Because aren't y'all aren't y'all white? We are white. Yeah. Uh, number seven. What would you have worn to Three's ball, and what would McGill have worn? This is from Tim. Um, and I think this actually is very appropriate. Uh, very appropriate for me because I was Three's first lover. 
um, unwillingly. And, um, <laughs> First lover. Let's talk about what three would be wearing. First of all, three three would be wearing a six piece tux, six piece tux. Uh, what, um, please tell me what the six pieces are. Uh, it's the shirt, jacket, bottoms, cummerbund, bow tie, and uh, the the pocket. Funny square. hat. No, okay. no, no hats. <laughs> but his hair would be slicked back like um, Gaga in that Judas video. Rama, okay. Rama, Rama. Yeah, that's bad romance. Cleo would be wearing a ball gown, of course. And it would be very much um, Lizzo at the VMAs, that gown. Uh, that just happened this past weekend or so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then Miguel... Uh, since Miguel's a listener and Miguel did put themselves in here, we're not going to attack them for taking my man. So um, Miguel would also um, be wearing a gown that wasn't as cute as Cleo's, of course. You know what I thought for Miguel is what Cinderella's dress was, but in a suit form, like same color pattern Ooh. as the dress but made into a suit. Can oh, we yeah. make it Zendaya's Cinderella suit? So it was like, it's also oh. light up. Yeah, suit. absolutely. Be, um, um, yeah. Throw giving, the magic on there. Yeah. Giving very much like pimp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fairy tale pimp. You know, pimp. exactly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I love that for, I love that for, I love that for Miguel. But yeah, it would definitely be like Cleo center three on Cleo's arm. And then Miguel uh, missed the Uber. <laughs> I think Humphrey would have worn the apron that we wore to the wedding because they misunderstood and thought that it was the same outfit requirements. <laughs> they were still working. Yeah, still working the event. And uh, Chip would. Wasn't Chip given like a skirt when they separated from yeah. Humphrey? I think Chip would still be wearing that skirt. It's like a sentimental piece and the black dragon armor. Nice. I love that. Edith wouldn't change out of her normal clothing, which is a pantsuit. Yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, I think Cherry would have gone like big classic fun little girl dress, like big frilly. With a big bow. Like a big bow, lots of fluff, lots of layers, lots of little, little, lots of little bows. I think there'd be lots of little bows. And her hair would be like braided and stuff as well. Oh. And a little clutch purse filled with bread. <laughs> yeah I love that right um, what's the next question what was your favorite or least favorite NPC you encountered and that was from Christian <sighs> milk but <laughs> was that Andrea drinks milk or something Andrea cuts the cheese Andrea cuts the cheese or is it the milk vampire just the entire milk the whole world just the whole realm just okay the milk Mine totally was Veranda Pasterly. Um, fuck her. <laughs> fuck her. She was a cunt. Um, no, she doesn't fuck. She does not fuck. She does not fuck, right? Yeah, neither does the king. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Veranda Pasterly was trash. And I hated that, like, I dragged her so much and Chris still made it so that she didn't care. Hmm. Um, I hated that. I, I got no reactions out of Veranda. Even killing her. I hated that we died together. So, yeah, Veranda is is going to be forever on my shit list. I mean, mine's Rory, but everyone knew that already. 
Your yeah, least you don't favorite hide or that. your favorite? Least favorite? Were we saying favorite? Oh, least favorite. And my favorite is probably Amber's octopus. Oh, Rusty. Or maybe the fish. I really liked uh, Steve Irwin. Steve, Steve Irwin. Irwin. But only when they're talking in fish speak. <laughs> that like, herbal, 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 herbal. herbal. I, and I, I'm the opposite. I think my favorite was between Frankie the Sausage and Hamburger Mary. Is that her name? Hamburger Mary? I bought a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> hamburger Mary is a, a popular yeah. place. I know. It, it is. I, I knew hamburger was you were close yeah so ivana hamburger was or frankie were my favorites and steve Irwin the fish was my least favorite i absolutely hate hearing chris go gurgle (laughs) oh no i love that (laughs) i I like that it gets both reactions so that's good that means i'm doing my job right as a dm uh does it (laughs) (laughs) if you're reacting to what i'm doing i feel like i'm doing a good job yes i agree with that yeah and i like that everyone's was different everyone kind of hated someone else my favorite was my favorite to play was frankie and it's one of those anytime you guys have a companion there are just weeks where i forget that they're there love that. but then i can just like have them show up and i don't have a least favorite because they're all my npcs love that. so no they're not all my npcs a lot of the patreon people you didn't you didn't dislike Veranda Pastorly? You didn't dislike doing Three's accent? Or are there any... No, I love like... Three's accent. Are you kidding me? I love doing Three's accent. Sometimes I was I was doing that at home, sometimes talking to Mark. We are having salmon for dinner tonight. No. Oh. The oh. way I would kill you. The way I would divorce you. I need my chocolate syrup for sex. <laughs> Your relationship makes sense now. <laughs> Someone needs to be medicated to be with me. That's all it is. Oh. Ah! <laughs> No wonder you and Katie get along so well. (laughs) (laughs) What's the uh, next question? What is something you have learned about yourself while playing through this season? And that is from Mead. Oh, Mead. Okay. Hey, bestie. Um, I'll go first. I think the thing that I've learned about myself while playing this game is that I make really good characters. And then I doubt how good they are. And that sounds really inflated. Like, that that sounds like really inflated ego. But, like, whenever I make my character, I give him, like, a little hook. So, like, Eve was arrogant and really condescending. So that was his hook. Cleo, I did it better, where Cleo was in the name of science. And that was his thing. So I, I, I like, I, I make something, I, I find like they're a little small, like the little small shit about them, but I make mm-hmm. it like a big part of who they are. And I think that I'm very good at doing that. So there you go. That's what I've learned about myself. I like that it was positive. Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch, I love me. <laughs> 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 I think for myself is that I am an overcorrector. So I I don't listen to all of the episodes after Chris posts them. But when there were a few episodes I listened to and I was like, oh, man, I just talk too much. And so I'll overcorrect and just give everybody else the opportunity in my mind, the opportunity to speak and and shine and and 
all of that but there have been a few episodes where I definitely overcorrected and there are a lot of things this season that I didn't get to that I didn't allow myself to give you information about Edith yeah and I think that um okay I think personally if I were to give our podcast a critique we try so hard not to speak over each other that we miss out. Do we? I think we do. Mm-hmm. I think we do. And, and I think we, we try so hard that we literally miss out on opportunities for good shit that we say. Because there have been person that like I can tell I can say for myself like and even like and I know that I speak over people still. But I, I guess what I'm saying is that like I have had good shit to say and I just don't because it wasn't it wasn't time or like if yeah it felt like you were going to talk over somebody to do absolutely and i felt that a number of times especially this season but that was just me like trying to like chill and like not speak over people yeah and i think it's an overcorrection because if if you listen to some of our past stuff where we weren't we where we didn't have that in our heads it's still great and it doesn't feel like we're talking over each other absolutely absolutely so I, so I, I, I say that to say that I, I, I 100% agree with you that we do kind of overcorrect ourselves. Who yeah. else learns something about themselves? <laughs> my, uh, I have gone. Uh, I don't my, want to talk over you. Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> I'm never thinking about it. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine's writing. I think I'm, I'm learning more when I can write less. Because what I think will be an hour of recording could be two hours because I forget about the interactions or the uh, character decisions that can change everything I'm doing today. So I've learned, I'm, I'm hoping that I've learned in the new season to write what I need and leave a lot of room for you guys to play. Because a lot of the story that I end up writing in the end is because of what you say in the beginning and what you guys do. So I feel that. Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've learned from this is to write a little bit less or write with a little bit more open space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm over. I don't know if I want to play female characters anymore. Ooh. Oh. I know. Yeah, I'm really enjoying being butch. It's very easy. So I think I'm going to try some he or the fake characters next. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate to bring this back to myself again because I love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I found, I have found myself enjoying playing female characters more. Fair enough. And that's why every one of my characters that I've made have been like very femme. Mm-hmm. Oh God, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Let's not analyze. Uh, Brandon? On air realization. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't. My realization is very similar. It was that I really let my trans out during these episodes. Like, between Tara and my non-binary, that was two characters literally mushed together. Like, my character was Mm -hmm. Mm two-spirited. And uh, the new campaign, my character is also very gender fuckery. Nice. Nice. It's fun. I love it. Does that reflect... It's just a great place to kind of explore trying out a new perspective or okay yeah because i was gonna ask like does that do you feel like that reflects you absolutely Mm -hmm. i i mean i'm non-binary i i personally identify as gender queer so it's allowing myself to kind of inhabit 
a character for a while is nice. Right. I love that for you. Yeah. Not real gay role play helping us identify ourselves. <laughs> it's a gay podcast. Well, wasn't it Dungeons and D- Dames and Dragons or whatever? That did what? I think like a couple, like a year or two ago, they put out something just being like, hey, like when we picked it at the time, it was very like, eh, you know, like we're girls and we play D&D. Because <laughs> there are people online who'd be like, why are they all girls playing? But now they're like, none of us, most of us aren't even girls anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm like, that. relatable, relatable. We've, we've heard your complaints and we've changed. We are no longer girls. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. And that's so crazy because like okay. I mean like I think pretty much all of us go by every pronoun, huh? Do we? I, I don't. Oh. Sorry. I'm speaking for you. So Tisha also goes by every pronoun. I I, okay. I do not. Can you please follow the wave? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. You won't, you won't pressure me to conform. <laughs> No, but I feel like um, a majority of us, sorry, um, mm. a majority of us definitely kind of inhabit every pronoun. Um, Do we? Yeah. I think so. Between all of us, yes. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. Yeah, between us all, right? I thought you were that saying you each mean? of us individually. I was saying each of us individually because I know that oh. I know that I do. No. Are you uh, and I know that non-binary or do you just not We should do a pronoun pronouns? check. Oh, oh, we should do do a pronoun pronoun check. check. Okay, hi, I am Jonathan. My pronouns are he, she, they. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Um, me neither. This happened. I'm going to save that read for you then. This happened while I started dating uh, a boyfriend. He made me feel very comfortable in exploring my identity. I am so happy. Yes. Before I start crying, it was very touching when he was just like, I love you for everything that you do and i was like okay Aww. anyway um Goosebumps. Uh, fucking ugh, fucking homos whatever that's gay uh, it's, it's gay shit and i don't want to i don't want to be a part shit. of it God. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah i my my uh my pronouns are he she and they feminine or masculine compliments coded compliments like oh you look so handsome or, or you look wow, so beautiful so pretty. So pretty um i take them all but i if uh, I don't know. I, I, my, my. I disagree with most masculine things because I just hate men. Because men are uh, uh, men. men are the problem in this world. <laughs> men are the problem. Um, so don't get me wrong. I love being called handsome, but if someone says like, "Oh my god, you look so cute in that outfit," I'm like, it it, it hits different. It hits better. You look so pretty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Exactly. But especially cute. If someone calls me cute, like basically I'm sucking your dick or eating your. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I argue that everyone wants to be called pretty, and if you don't want to be called pretty, there's something internally wrong with you. Yeah, it's misogyny. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandon. I often go by Brandel because it feels more gender neutrally. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys. No. No. I thought that was just a name you chose, but now that I we know that, it was just that, a cute name. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought it was a gamer tag. I hate that you didn't tell us this, and we've been working with you. Right. <laughs> well, oh, you know. blame Brandon. A lot of friends and family call me Brandel. It's blame it is Brandle. it is it's Brandel it's Brandel's fault. Oh, that actually feels nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also do he, she, they. Any pronoun preferences, neo pronouns, whatever you want to use is fine. 
and I prefer female coded compliments. I just just something about being called handsome feels wrong. Hello. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Like if someone says, "Oh, you look so handsome today," I feel like I've made a mistake. The <laughs> only time <laughs> The only time I truly feel okay with being called handsome is if I'm intentionally trying to look handsome. Fair. You know, like if I right, put you're on in your three-piece suit, your you six-piece tuxedo, my six-piece tuxedo, like hair is done for the gods, and my beard is looking just right. Like, call me handsome, mm-hmm. and you've got me. But most of the time, I'm most of the time I'm in hoochie daddy shorts and um, or a skirt. So I, I call me cute. Yeah, I'm. Tisha and I use she her pronouns and I I've explored a little bit of possibly you know the androgyny of it and it's just not who I am I love being feminine I love cute clothing and dresses but I will often wear basketball shorts you know hang it lounging around at home mm-hmm. and, and I think that for a while when I was younger, I was like, well, I really like wearing, you know, comfortable clothing. So that takes away from my femininity. And it, it doesn't. I think that clothing is just fucking clothing. Clothing is just clothing. Right. Absolutely. But at the, sa- at the same time, I feel very uncomfortable when people use um, masculine coded terms towards me. Bro, you know. Dude is fine because I'm from Illinois and it's a <laughs> yeah. thing that they do. Or, you know, neutral. hey guys. Yeah. And, and I think it's just that was in, ingrained in me in my teenage years. But I don't, I don't want to be called bro. I don't want to be called man. It's not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay for me in myself to be queer instead of having to identify with the lesbian community, which once gave me safety. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to ask yourself the question and to figure mm-hmm. out where your comfort level is. And it's, yeah. it's fine wherever it is. You just got to acknowledge it. I would also like to say that our um, our question has mutated from our characters to us. And yeah. I, I love this progression. I too, too. This was... I absolutely... Thank you, Mead. This is got great. a little deep with this one. <laughs> yeah. Who would have known? The straight guy There's, from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, about, what about you, uh, Christopher? I use he, him pronouns, though I don't really care what you call me in general. Uh, so if someone says she or girl or uses feminine anything towards me, I'm, I'm not impacted by it. I'm also, like, not afraid of femininity. Like, I've obviously done drag for videos, and I'm not afraid of makeup and shit like that. I'm good with any type of compliment that you give me. Just pay attention to me. <laughs> um, hello, I stand. I love that. I'll be you. handsome. I'll be cute. I'll be pretty. Whatever it is. Just call me something. Yeah, I'm trying to look good. So point it out. Thank you. I feel like if somebody would call me handsome, that means that like maybe I need to like get my eyebrows threaded or something. Right. Exactly. I love being called handsome now. I was insane. Yeah. Yeah. For me, being called handsome, like I, I still take it as a compliment, even though it's not preferred, unless it's intentional. But like, like I'm a big ass man, so like if I'm called handsome, like I still eat that up too. <laughs> I like being handsome in the way that you would call like 
Oh, look how handsome that young boy is. You know what I mean? Oh, what a handsome little dog. Because, like, you know how, like, the joke is, like, Butch is dressed like really cool 12-year-olds? <laughs> you got yeah. some sick overalls, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You like a bowling shirt on? You look so cool with your spiffy little shoes. Not spiffy. Wow. I'm dead. Yeah. I dressed like a lesbian for a while. Didn't know that. <laughs> they light up when I walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that joke where it, is it a androgynous lesbian or is it a twink? Yeah. Uh, the amount of times yeah. I've been attracted to somebody to find out they were a lesbian. Oh my god. Like, he's wonder- cute. Uh, she? Fuck. That's the twinkiest of all of us, Brandon. How do you feel about that? When I get called ma'am at a business establishment, it makes my fucking weak. <laughs> yes! I get so excited. <laughs> yes! I love it when people call me Eminem. I love it. I love looking at the mirror and being like, what a crazy little man. i love that oh my god have you um have you come to any new um, discoveries about yourself katie so the thing is is like there's something inside of me that is uncomfortable and i'm trying to figure out what it is Mm -hmm. like something inside of me is still desperately clinging on to gender and i need to find it down and kill it it's because you listen to Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman really related to it. <laughs> yeah. It's because that you've chosen the masculine name of Ched. Oh, uh, it's it's just it's just a really dumb funny name. I'm thinking Charles. I like Charles or Charlie. But I'm so used to being called Katie. But see, and I look at you and whenever I see since we've had conversations or you've had conversations with us, whenever I look at mm-hmm. you, I see Isaac. Isaac. And Isaac, that's so funny. I have a cousin Isaiah. Really? Mm-hmm. You look like an Isaac to me. I'm sorry. I kind of get Isaac. Especially whenever you were in that purple suit. I was like, that's an Isaac. So my, my magician Sona. <laughs> I have a sister named Katie that is very much um what is the generation after me, Gen Z? Yes. After millennial. Boomers. That is very much that like, you know, Katie type personality. Mm-hmm. In a way, a little bit less, a little bit less. Yeah. Um, and you remind me of her so much. Like, you're very similar people. And she does. She just goes by Katie. And it f- does not feel feminine to me anymore because my sister is not a super feminine person. Yeah. Maybe I'll change it to KD, like K.D, like Kraft Dinner. Like Katie Lang. Yeah, but like Kraft Dinner. Or spell it out K-A-Y-D-E-E just to be obnoxious. Oh my god, Ew, no. no. I hate that. I oh, like King DDD from Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living. Well, that was a very great question. Yeah, that yeah. turned into something, didn't it? It did. What's next? If you had one piece of advice to give someone wanting to start an actual play podcast... What would it be? Christopher, you can answer that question. That's all you, boo. Uh, sure. I th- look into what it takes to produce a podcast, because as much as some advertisements will make you believe that it is simple as record and post, there's so much more that goes into it on the back end. And go into it knowing it's going to be hard work. Uh, you have to put time into it, and you're going to suck for a long time. 
your first podcast is going to suck. If you do not already have notoriety because of who you are, you don't have listeners, you don't have a base, it's going to suck for a little bit. But give it time. And if you really want to understand whether or not you can keep up with a podcast, have a D&D session, record it, and then try and edit it. Just do it for you. Also, I will say... This is a time commitment. Yes. Every weekend, my weekend is built around when I am recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to let my podcast mates know weeks in advance that I am going to be taking a trip for a very long time because we have to plan that out schedule wise. So it takes out a lot of spontaneity. Yes. So if yeah, you, you have a hard take time, a trip. you know what I mean? Like if you are having a hard time keeping up with just playing a D&D game, if you are podcasting, if you are trying to gain any type of following, it has to be regular and it has to be a schedule. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's there's difficulties planning a regular D and D game, like you just said, like getting everyone's schedules to align. Let alone in such a consistent way that you can keep recording and releasing weekly. How many of mm. you have become better at planning your weekends because of this podcast? Oh, absolutely. No, I refuse to learn. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's two very different answers. Um, okay. I have because for a lot of people that I spend time with, it is their only time off versus I don't work right now. So I have a lot of time off during the week. So like if I can get some chores done for everyone else during the week, means that everyone has more time on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like I have to, I have to keep in mind my plans. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, I just yep. panic every time, just like the pre-goss. <laughs> I panic every time, and then I wind up posting four days late. I will say, with us, though, like, we're pretty still fucking flexible, like... Yeah. Because there have been times where, like, my shit, either I forget that I have something at weekend, but I planned with y'all. I'm like, hey, I'll be fine. And then, like, literally the day off, I'm like, oh, shit, I have a lot of shit to do today that does not revolve around this podcast. Like, we're all very understanding of each other. Yeah, communication mm-hmm. is huge you know, shit happens. We absolutely. Gotta... And I think that's also something that you have, if you're going to be in a podcast and you're planning shit like this, like, you have to understand that we're all adults and we have shit to do. Exactly. You know? So we're right. having yeah. a backlog. Um, well, we just split this episode, didn't we? Because, like, last weekend I forgot I had a dinner plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. exactly. And, right. like... I, I think that that works when you have people who are more more flexible you you just have to be you can't be somebody who has weekend plans every weekend right other people have to be able to plan around your weekend like this worked because we were able to plan around brandon's Mm -hmm. uh dinner or whatever yeah and jonathan's sickness yeah no yeah it's the combination of flexibility with the commitment that we all have to this podcast Mm mm-hmm so casting is also very important. Don't just put people in your podcast because they're your friends. Oh, don't. Because working with your friends is not the same thing as them just being your friends, baby. Yeah, I fucking right. hate yep. these people. I, yeah, they're all terrible. <laughs> I think a huge part of why we've done so well, and especially why our openings are so good, is because our listeners got to hear our friendship from start to now. Aww. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they've got to hear us all become closer and become a family because we played D&D together, and that's a huge deal, and especially doing it for so mm-hmm. many years and consistently. I know we're not every week, but, I mean, we're, this is very consistent <laughs> for a D&D game. I talk to you guys far more often than some of my 
real friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, not real wow. friends, like real life friends. <laughs> I, will, uh, um, I will also Katie's say. She's so good at ruining just, it, isn't she? she uh, because I love myself <laughs> and I love talking about myself. Um, a, a while ago, someone brought up, like, um, I think, it, no, and by a while ago, I mean, like, before even Katie and Brandon, uh, Brandel came onto the oh. set. Someone was just like, about tea time like how did tea, uh, not tea time but how did uh the 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 icebreaker came about and chris just said we were talking about it and we decided we were gonna we were gonna do it um kind of like making like it was like just some random thing to happen that's wrong i am the one that came up with the icebreakers so i just want like give you know give give congratulations where it's due because that's me um you're welcome you're the reason the first 20 minutes are always just us screaming at each other (laughs) i am i am i am advice for somebody wanting to start an actual play podcast is definitely going to be uh don't assume don't make those inside jokes and and that's one Mm. thing that we have with each other but we also have with the people that listen to the podcast because they came about during the podcast so inside jokes and also don't think that a gaming headset is high quality recording material because it is not. Preach. And we we definitely thought that at the beginning it's not. You have to invest yeah. in higher quality microphones, headphones, whatever. You need a separate I... microphone. But don't do that immediately. Don't be the person that buys a whole jogging outfit and then never jogs. Exactly. Ooh, true. You, wait until you got some, wait until you got some traction. You can usually find like mic secondhand from people who have started podcasts and then not on it. You know what I mean? Like if you know what you're looking <laughs> no, for. From not us. The, not yeah, the graveyard. Pod and sell our mics. Not the land of yeah. misfit toys. <laughs> there are cheap microphones that you can get that will do the job. They're not going to sound as good as ours, but they will make it so that you're at least like cutting out some background noise or it sounds more professional than a headset. So there is a way you can do it cheap, but it is an investment and you're going to have to invest more over time if you want to get better. My $150 (laughs) microphone that I'm using right now is higher quality for a podcast recording than my $250 gaming headset. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, and Chris, yeah. Chris kind of ch- touched on something. He said that like your your quality is not going to be as good as ours, but also your podcast is not going to be as funny as ours ever. That's so just true. like remember that, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. stop it. Don't compete where you stop can't compare. It. <laughs> okay. right. If you've listened to our early episodes, you know how shitty the quality started as. But you know what? Yeah. Though yeah. we were funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not until me and Katie joined. But all right. Uh. Um, also, you know, no, well, I mean, there's some truth to that. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. There's, there's also. I think we had spoken before this, Chris. Um, so the production that goes into it, it's not just us sitting here and playing D and D, and then boom, all of a sudden it's suddenly uh-huh. on Spotify. No. There's a lot that goes into it on the back end. Number one, making sure everybody sounds good and their volumes are correct and they match up with each other. We are a production company. So if you are interested and you have something that really is good, you know, hit us up and we can possibly help on the back end if you want to be part of RGRP Incorporated. LLC. 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 Uh, Lost Legacy Compatriot. You do say compatriot a lot. Do you know that? Do I? You do. Okay. Yes. Well, I always assumed it's because Jonathan's got this history of using repetition for jokes 
the compatriot thing. I think that he doesn't have another white person word for group of friends, and he uses his white coded language with us. I actually have several, but in, I don't feel like shaming y'all, so <laughs> I'm not going to call you overseers. And <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Mead. Um, another great question. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to the next one, uh, question 12, uh, which actually comes oh, from, hey, best friend. He, Look at that. he did four questions in a row. Thank you, Mead. Actually, I, 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 I love that because um, I love that Mead is asking so many, asking so many good questions because I love, I, I love a bitch who listens to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, so thanks, here's fam. a bad question. What happened to Frankie? He's a sausage that talks. Frankie. The, the sausage that talks and now has sex with one of my pigeons and pigeons. Katie's rats. Yes, yes, yes. That's what's happened to Frankie. Frankie is back at his home uh, now with pigeon and rat instead of bird and mouse. And they now have their arrangement, which is pigeon goes out to fetch the food and rat cleans and Frankie cooks. I think that's how the story goes. It's been a while since I've heard it, but that was the- You really just need three people to make one capable adult. (laughs) And to afford a place to live in the fairy realm. Right. (laughs) It's just expensive, right? They all rent out Yeah, that's what happened to Frankie. He's living happily ever after with rat and pigeon. Oh, well, well, did that happen? I guess Uh, not. Oh, yeah, because the wish. Because the whole, because uh, everything reset. No! I don't Our have polyamorous any animals. I met them outside oh. of, uh, I met them outside of Miranda Miranda's house. Uh, so Frankie's alone. Uh, you know, oh, you know, here's the real ending. Here's the real ending to it. We can do it with the fairy tale is. So the fairy tale ends with, so Bird got all upset about doing the same job over and over and was like, no, I want to do the staying at home and cleaning. I don't know if it's cleaning. It might be something else. But anyway, so when they switched jobs, so the sausage went out to go get water. And when he was doing that, he ended up being eaten by a wolf. So the oh. sausage dies by being eaten by a wolf. So Frankie's and, dead. Yeah, so Frankie's dead. And then the mouse, the mouse cooks itself because it saw the sausage using its body to grease the pan. So the mouse was like, well, I can totally do that and hopped in and then just burnt itself. And so the mouse cooked itself to death. So and that I happens think, in both realities. Yes. And I think the bird ends up actually just killing itself. Oh, my God. God. Why Great question. Yeah, I think the real, yeah, I think the real fairy tale ends up. Wow, me, dark. you monster! How dare you? So ask Frankie that died. Is what happened. Frankie got eaten by a wolf in the forest. Maybe Cherry's mom. Who knows? If there was one big plot point that you could change, what would it have been, if any? Oh, what I would have changed is in, is when I was introducing Anamique because I had to introduce her early. But I touched on this already that I introduced her early because I needed to get you guys to stay in one place. So there was something about, I was like, you guys are missing, oh, because you were missing a clue. I was trying to get you guys to wait for a clue, and I was like, maybe if I get them to stay here a little bit longer, they'll think of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that that's anything that, I mean, that's just, I wouldn't have introduced, I wouldn't have countered something that didn't need to be countered, you know? I think for me, one big plot point I would change is we should have been looking for other bad guys. I think the whole time we just assumed Veranda Pastorly. So uh-huh. to change it around and point fingers at people that weren't veranda 
I, my big plot point that I would like to change is the fact that, and it's still to this day, it still bothers me. But one of our listeners said that, and I'm not going to call them out because like no hate, you know, whatever. But one of our listeners said that uh, Cleo was just basically Eve. Mm. And I thought that I did a good job of like making Cleo different. So I think if I could, it would just be like redo certain scenes. I don't know if that's a, it's not, they're not plot points, but just redo certain scenes. Every character that I play in D&D is going to gruesomely kill someone. Yeah, I think they're just Mm -hmm. relating the (laughs) The occasional violent tendency. Yeah, Mm -hmm. every character I play is always going, like, that's, and I think that's, like, just my character trip, because I think that, like, hearkening back to, like, reality, um, if someone does something terrible to you and you have the chance to have a knockdown, drag-out brawl with them where somebody's going to end up alive and someone's going to end up dead, you should murder them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, um, You should, like, murder, kill them. And so that's going to be, like, what I do, but I just... I hate that someone thought that Cleo was Eve. Like, I hate that so much. Mm. Um, And I hate it for myself because that means I feel like I didn't do a good enough job of, like, making Cleo different. Portraying what you wanted to portray. Right, which, like, Cleo was the I'm trying to be better. Eve thought thought he was better than everybody else. And Cleo Mm -hmm. was trying to be better. And Cleo... Cleo knew that they were better. Um, No. Uh, I don't think Cleo knew they were better. They were constantly looking up to... Edith. Edith. Yeah. For... Like, approval. Most things. Approval, yeah. For most things. Exactly. And so I was like, well, well, Eve knows that Eve is the shit. Cleo is trying to be the shit. You know? Um, Yeah, I think... I think to me they had different personalities, but I think that it's the chaos with both the characters doing wild things. And I think that I, I don't think that was something that you should have changed in no, my person in my I personal love that. opinion. Um Zestasha will not be the same as either one of these characters. I've already decided. <laughs> I always love your characters so much, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm working on it. (laughs) Like, I think they're really good characters. Like, I cannot keep a good backstory or anything in my head. Like, I love all the back work that you do. I just bully Chris into letting me have exactly what I want. (laughs) And Chris says yes. I actually just got a message from someone complimenting you, Jonathan, for one of the, for the camp episode your fashion camp it was really good like playing it i had so much fun Mm -hmm. yay pat on the back for chris yeah Uh, (laughs) but um yeah i uh, sorry going back to the question though i think that's what i would change is that i would i'm going to make my characters different Except they're always, yeah, they're always going to carve their initials in somebody's forehead. They're always going to take somebody's heart. That, like, that's always what they're going to do. What they do with the heart is different, you know. Um, uh, if I could change any one thing about the story, I would change that Rory existed. Yeah, yeah, there it is. You're just a hating ass. I, I would, that would be my wish. If I had the coin, I would have wished Rory out of existence. I want you to know, Brandel, I intentionally make NPCs just that you don't like them. Great. Love it. Always be one. 
I loved That's Rory. So I want funny. more of them. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, put in a whole franchise of Albert's almost bullshit shop. Albert's almost <laughs> not Albert. Beach. Everyone loves not Albert. Those. I don't, I don't care. I hate that fucking store. Alvin. I love it. Because we always try so desperately to make it relevant, the items that we get there. I would be interested to see how we ended the story if I didn't use my wish the way that I did. Cleo would Ooh. be dead. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't think we would have beat that dragon. Oh. I don't think, I don't think either. either. And here's the here's the plot twist is that Chris was like, oh, well, like maybe, you know, like this fight is something you have to do right now. Maybe you can come back to it and be stronger and you can fight it. Bitch, we were stronger. What happened? We got our asses beat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yell at me when I give you two easy enemies and then when I give you a hard one, you can't be mad at it. Yeah. Edith, you know what? Edith was was pivotal in that fight. Absolutely. I will say. The wall or the box. Build the wall. Build. Stop it. The sphere. (laughs) The sphere. The sphere. Um, All I'm saying is that Cleo seems real excited that you built a wall. I wasn't chanting anything. Let's move on. Okay. There are things that we would change. And I think that it would be a different podcast if we did. But we didn't. I think that the, the plot... The plot holes and and everything that we did just kind of makes it our podcast. And also, thank you, listeners, for enduring our hijinks and our fuckery. Yes, um, yeah, and all of this. We love it. We uh, thank you. I'm glad we love it, and I'm and we're glad that you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the next question for Chris? Uh, why did you pick the specific hidden magic items for each character? And this was by none of your business. They asked the question. Yes. It's ominous. Ominous. (laughs) Cleo, the magic wallet was to try and give you the hint about Steve Irwin being a wish fish. I was trying to get you to connect what Steve Irwin could do do for you, but also have you not have to keep track of money. Because I don't think anyone ever keeps track of their gold. And when we did, it was, like, confusing and did I subtract something? So I tried to make it so that that wasn't an issue moving forward. Okay. The rest of them were really story-based, the reason I gave them out and when I gave them out. So, like, I knew that with Edith, there had to be some way to trans- to teleport. And so I was trying to create an item to give her a way to do that without actually having a sanctuary set up somewhere. Brandon's item, actually, I'm still... Chip's item, Humphrey's item. I didn't come up with that one. That one was actually created by Miguel, who came up with Miguel, the Miguel character. Um, and we kind of workshopped a whisk for Humphrey. It was something else initially, a bracelet or something, and then we kind of workshopped it into something. Uh, so that wasn't even mine. That was Miguel's. That's why Brandon got that, why Chip got that, Humphrey got that, all of you. <laughs> So Katie getting the the wish was because I liked the idea of the story ending on a 12-year-old's wish. Stop. That's so cute. Okay, wait. Okay. So I've had the wish. Katie's had the wish. Tisha's had the wish. Tisha was initially the wish receiver, yes. Yeah, she so, gave it to mm-hmm. you. Next is uh, Brandel. Hey. Well, no, she gave it. she gave it to... Katie's character initially, right? Didn't she? 
Yes. Didn't Benny give gave the to wish Jet? to Katie's character? She did try to give it to Jet at some point. Oh, she Jet tried to, but, but but Eve said no, ma'am, and yeah. snatched it. Yes. I fought yeah. for it. Yes. And before that, you tried to give it to Flamingo, I think? Yes. Yeah, probably. You did. Like, we walked up Benny. to the front door, was, and then Benny was like, was hey, Benny. have this wish. <laughs> it was Does anyone Benny. want Nice to meet you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm here. So that means that in this coming up campaign... Grandel's going to have the wish. Oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm going to eat that coin. I've never gotten the wish. <laughs> you gave it to a character that was selfless or insecure. I don't know. Uh, looking for approval. Who knows? Yeah. Blame the character. Sure. Yeah. It was the character. It's what my character uh... would do. But yeah, that's why I <laughs> wanted Katie to have the wish because I wanted Cherry to have the big decision and that's why i was very nervous when you were fighting the dragon the first time and started hovering over the eggs i was like oh my gosh they're gonna find it so early Ah, that's so funny i'm gonna skip on down to question number 17 and it says what did the ending to cursed mean why does only cherry remember i don't know actually (laughs) so i came up with the wish concept like i wish um Brand of past really didn't exist. Uh, and then I'm like, I passed it by everyone first just to be like, hey, this is the fun part of D&D ending on such a random note. But also, what kind of never existed are we thinking about? So I don't know if mm-hmm. we kept it in the episode or not, but like there's a couple different ways that time travel exists. <laughs> so there's a lot of like back to the future references or like some like, what else? What else are we talking about? Like, like how does we it work? We did talk about it. We did talk about it just not affecting us in in general like we still are here and it's like she did exist up until this point right or like would we not remember and no one would remember yeah Mm -hmm. and then we all agreed on the way that we would go which is the way that it ended up being in the podcast um i think it was actually someone else that suggested that cherry be a time traveler i think I was I'm I really enjoy Doctor Who. It may have been me, and that's what Edith's mug is based off of. Doctor Who, yeah. The uh, oh, paper. the paper, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, we did talk out the ending. We tried to like work out what we wanted it to mean, and I wanted it. I think we all wanted it to end in a way that you could kind of interpret where it goes from here. So, like, why is Cherry the only one that remembers? Why has this happened more than once? Like, what is she after? That kind of thing. Like, right. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of leaving it open. Yeah. I wanted it to be open. I did want the fairy godmother to have some evil tendencies for the whole time. Like, I was initially writing, like, when we were playing the first episodes, I was writing it for the fairy godmother to be the bad guy in the end. Okay. So I'd always intended her to have something bad, but I switched, up, I switched it up to Veranda at some point in, I don't even remember when, but... Yeah, so I did have her in mind to be bad, and that ending came after we had all played. I actually went back in to re-record. Yeah, there were a couple spots that were a surprise to us. Yeah. And I I think that I think that if if this like campaign kind of gets a lot of attention or if people want a continuation of this, we could replay it. Yeah. For sure. And get to get to a point where we do find out what exactly yeah. Katie's character is trying to to get, you know? 
I really enjoy all of our characters with this campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love I love Benny, but I am always down to do a Southern accent. <laughs> we could definitely do it in a Patreon or just maybe the next season after this one. Or, yeah, after this campaign. I'm just over being Australian. Like, I know my accent's good, but, like, it's just really hard to keep up. Maybe for Anne, just the reason you had an Australian accent, so now you lose it. Stop! Speak- <laughs> yes! Speaking of Australian accents, there is a question for me that is, what exactly was your accent in the wedding planner <laughs> caper? <laughs> Which, Spam. that accent was, it was very much, you know when, like, a kid who does poorly in math blows spitballs at the whiteboard to kind of take focus <laughs> off of how poorly they did on their math test. That's what that was. I legitimately tried the Australian accent and I saw how poorly I was doing. So I did something wild and crazy-ish to kind of take focus off of how bad I am at Australian accent. Well, you did well. Comedically, it was a brilliant choice. Yeah, yes. I think the worst accent in that episode was everything that Chris did for the NPCs. <laughs> Drag Thank him you. to hell. Pinapple. That's brutal. Pinapple. I don't know if anybody who used to watch me stream video games listens to this, but if you ever listen to me stream video games, it's the exact same thing I, me and Lindsay would do when we would just get drunk and she would just name off countries and I would do accents. That sounds like a good time. I can't yeah, hold this as a pre-gas. We're going to do it at some point then. <laughs> and Save that it. was our last question. Thank you, Tim. That means it's time for my secrets. Secrets. I get to reveal my secrets. Secrets. Yes. Secrets. So during the campaign and on our social media, I have been leaving some clues about this campaign. I have not told you guys that I've been leaving clues, but there are a few of them where you could have had some knowledge about the campaign. So one of them was the wish fish. We already talked about how I left the wallet and I made the Instagram video about the story to try and hint to you that Steve Irwin could grant you a wish. I also made an Instagram video about the potions that Cleo could make in the morning. In the video, I said that it could be normal potions like the Filter of Love and the Bloodwell Vial, or it could be ones that I made up. I named those two specifically because those are the two potions that Edith took that didn't have a label on them. Mm. So I was trying to tell you what you had, the Filter of Love, the one with little heart bubbles on it, and then Mm -hmm. the Bloodwell Vial needs a prick of blood from the finger, which is why they had a needle attached to it. You do a shitty job of giving us clues. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I sold the Bloodwell vial for something, and I threw the love potion poorly and ended up being in love with with uh, Cleo, didn't I? Yes. 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 Which, it was only temporary, but you kept going with the pet name. I think I, I think I naturally became adorable like, to you. It was like residual. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, oh, there, there must be something about him. I felt really strongly <laughs> at some point, must be something about him. One of the clues forgotten was there was a log in the woods after the assassination attempt on Amber. Uh, That's because there was instructions to the assassins to meet the bad guy at the drag show. So I was trying to narrow down the bad guys to the people that were at the drag show. So Rory, Veranda, Amber, Fairy Godmother were all there. Oh, 
I'm glad that Cleo didn't see that because Cleo would have killed all of them immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we search the area? Not for the log in the woods. When you guys went to do that, you guys for some reason got distracted. The other clues that I've left were to Veranda and the fairy godmother being the bad guys in this. I've left clues for both. At the wedding, I was trying to leave you clues. Like, I told you that Stavros needed to fix the carpet at the wedding. Stavros was one of the bodyguards that was named early on in the campaign. Um, The throne that was being moved was for Lady Michelle, as in Romy and Michelle. In the kitchen, all of the fruit and the cream were ingredients to a champagne salad. So again, a nod to Veranda Pasterly. No way. Yes. Oh yes. my God. We would never, we had to Google a champagne yeah, salad. That's true. Price. When it yes. first came up, we had a long argument about yes. What a terrible clue. <laughs> it's it's one, one of the first things that was said in the campaign. Uh, and the mortar and pestle that was in the kitchen was grinding up the flowers and putting it in all the food. You just never searched the mortar and pestle. You I booked it out of the kitchen before searching. I feel like we underestimate your storytelling. And from this point on, you <laughs> mm-hmm. ha- you're going to meet the most anxiety-ridden Jonathan ever. Search everything. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking, like, too. Literally. We were just... We're just so assuming that you're so chaotic and nothing means nothing. Right. Oh, well, get ready for this then. Uh, There's been two clues that I've left uh, that I've given you. I've given you a lot of images over the seasons to look at. One of them was an invitation to the wedding. And you guys knew that there was a clue in there, but not what it was. The seventh day of the fourth month at 1.04 p.m. Um, I think everyone knew there was something there. But in the invitation... There was only one word that was capitalized that didn't need to be capitalized, and that was office. So if you were to go to the seventh episode of the fourth season of The Office at 1.04 p.m., it's the- Fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, cold open where Steve Carell watched Devil Wears Prada, and at 1.04 in the show, he says, Meryl Streep's the bad guy. Didn't see it coming. Fuck off. My favorite, though- God, You have to understand that, like- all you've done is make things worse for yourself right now. Like this next the season, office? I'm going to question every step you take, bitch. Like <laughs> half the time, we don't remember the things you've actually said. I'm not going to watch The Office. The Office. But now I am. Well, I have a better one for you. I have one clue that you've had in front of you for, I think, five months. And it's the map. I gave you guys a map, right? <sighs> Yeah. Uh, it's in our in-game notes if you'd like to look at it now. It's not far up. So in the map, uh, obviously you guys figured out that there was your magic items were associated with Anamique's clues. Uh, it was just, you know, synonyms for the words of the towns. But I told you that the towns in the legend were the most important ones to the story. That's because you can find the name of both bad guys in the legend. So you see Fairy Godmother, her name is in pink. But if you take the le- first letter of each town... In the legend, going downwards, it says, Veranda, evil. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Hold on. Violet, Ebony, Rose, Arbors, North, Docks, Aubergine, Acru, Vermilion, Icecaps, Ledge. You have to separate the two word city names into <laughs> golems. V-A-V-E-R-E-N. You go down, go down. like their columns. Oh, I fucking hate you. This is so stupid. I just want y'all to know that I'm seething right now. That's insane. Yeah. I can't I believe that that was there. fucking live it. Fuck you, Christopher. I was so nervous. 
Fuck you. Oh, my heart's racing That's right now. That's really good. That's very That's good. really good. Yeah. Thank you. It's going to be much harder next season. It is, because fuck you. <laughs> I did I did think that the names of the towns, I was like, did he just like fucking use a generation tool for these? Yeah, like Ecru, Aubergine. Rose I thought they dots. were odd. And why you wanted me to change them? And I was like, no, the town names are important. It's because they were important. <laughs> That's true, because you named... Uh, Katie's hometown, Aubergine, and we were like, it's called Moontown. She said it. Right. Yep. She did say it. Yep. And you're like, wrong. Yep, uh, it's exactly. a colloquial term. Like, it's a locals. Oh, people call Aubergine <laughs> Moontown where she's from. <laughs> it makes me so happy that I got away with it. <laughs> oh, yes. That is the end of our tea time, though. Thank you for everyone who submitted questions and listened to our cursed storyline. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back soon with another season, which I think we're calling Agency. Are we? Nice. That's that's my working title. Agency stands for all gays in... Okay. Okay. Tune in next week to figure out what that means. (laughs) We'll settle it by the... So yes, thank you for joining us for the Cursed Storyline, and thanks to everyone who submitted questions for this tea time. If there are any other questions that we did not answer in this tea time, you can reach out to us on Discord. We have a question submission channel there, so we'll be able to get your answers there. And you can reach most of us on social media. We received a lot of questions for tea time, and I know we didn't get through all of them, so we will try and make sure we answer everything else on Discord. But yes, that makes this the last episode of the Cursed Season, which means that we are taking a little break. The new season will be out later this year. However, we are releasing a fun introduction to the new campaign's characters on October 2nd. So we're taking the rest of September off. We will be back the first Monday of October. Hopefully by then we will have a solidified release date for the next season. Make sure that you are following the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and join our Discord channel for any updates on the show. And thanks again for listening to Roll Gay Roleplay. So one more time for Cursed, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram on occasion at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name is Katie, and you can catch me dropping pictures of my rabbit in our Discord. Look it up. Hi, I'm Jonathan, and you can find me on TikTok at um, Metastasha. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.